5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Everybody, it is the uh, final show of the week. We are going to be off tomorrow on the uh, July 4th holiday, company holiday tomorrow. And then uh, gone next week, a little vacay for uh, Ben Byron and myself. We welcome you in. Great to have you with us. We're going to hear from the uh, GM of the Down East Wood Ducks, uh, Wade Howe. Our old friend's going to be on with us coming up uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, later on, you know what 4th of July means uh, as we welcome in Ben Byram. Hey, Ben, uh, you know what uh, 4th of July means? Hey, man. (laughs) You know what what July 4th is all about, right? Vacation? Well, no, for us it is. We didn't run through the schedule yesterday. We were so busy. I'll run through the schedule here in a little bit. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's fireworks. It's independence. It's America. uh, But it's also the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, Uh, right? That's right. That's a staple. Well, also a staple. The preview. From Sports Channel 8's Hayes Permar. So, Permar on sports previewing the hot dog eating contest. I can't wait. Uh, so, all of that is coming up today. Uh, ben, I got so much nice reaction from your call yesterday. Uh, and we played it back. In, in case you didn't know, uh, we, we've been highlighting a lot of Boston sports radio because it's a unique beast all week, right? It's entertaining in, in the sense that kind of like what is our zoo is entertaining, I guess. And so we thought Ben with, uh, let's just say his Southern accent, I'm not knocking it. We thought that, uh, well, this will be interesting to have Ben call in and kind of knock them off their Cam Newton pedestal. So I, I have a couple of thoughts on this, Ben, and I, uh, All right. uh, and, and I'm going to share them with you right now, if that's okay. That's fun. All right. Uh, first of all, upon reflection, I think the timing of your call was a little, uh, it, it led to sort of a, a rational response from the Boston sports media hosts. Okay. All right. You know, the, the honeymoon phase starting to wear off a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I was a day late and a buck short. Well, you might've been, but you also called, uh, the sports hub, which is, a I, I don't think historically has the same lunacy on it that WEEI does. No. EEI is kind of uh, in a, like, like a lot of other stations that get competition, fighting for relevancy in a sense. Okay. And I, I could be totally wrong about this. It's just my perspective. And so I think if you'd been on EEI with this other guy, the Wiggle, what is his name? Wiggy. Wiggy, my guy. Wiggy. Not Wiggo, but Wiggy. Accent. He's always getting picked on. I think you would have, I think you'd have gotten him fired up. So we'll have this experiment later on in the year. How does that sound to you? I'm all for it. Maybe if the Hurricanes meet the Bruins somewhere down the road in the playoffs, you can open <laughs> well, up see, that, that book again. And that's where this all comes from is Chip Alexander from the NNO covering the Canes and his, his Southern accent. So uh, Ben Byram 
now and again i said this yesterday my first reaction upon hearing it and again i've reflected on it and a lot of people have talked to me about uh or have reached out and they they were really proud of you on this uh and i was too ben uh really proud of you wow on this uh call because you sounded great Really? Really? I, yeah, you were fantastic. I told you that yesterday. I, I thought you were fantastic on this. I, I thought I was making lazy points. I was trying to generate a reaction, but maybe well, I was too I, rational for the Boston sports media. Well, I think you might have been, but here's how I was. I, I like the energy you brought. Really? I thought you I thought you were great on that. Wow. So after we've gone and we've recharged our batteries, I, I want that Ben energy on the show. Okay. And uh, you, I don't, you might have worked your way up to a more of a speaking role, Ben. We'll see. Ah, there we go. I like it. Just what I wanted. Well, don't get too excited. Okay. All right. Let me tone it down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> no, but you did a great job. Thank I was you. really impressed with your call. You, you did a fine job. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got a lot of Cam Newton stuff to go through here. Uh, what is this vlog? You know, Cam has been releasing. Uh, we we famously chronicled his gambling video. Is that what you, what it was, Ben? Yep, yep. Where he's uh, acting ridiculous with his friends while he's trying to get a job gambling. Well, it worked, and <laughs> so now there's this message: "I'm at your neck to Carolina." Yep. I'm a little nervous about this. I'm not sure what this means. Uh, I, I'm not. I know it's slang for some. I think it means I'm coming at you. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're in a sensitive time here where people have a hissy over anything. No, no, no. no. People were sharing this. They were all about it. They thought it was awesome. Okay. Are you going to play a little bit of it from Cam's own YouTube channel? Yep. He's right off the, the treadmill. He's trying to give a message right off the treadmill. He's a little... Uh, he, Is he a little winded? He's a little winded. He's a little tired. But uh, he's he, he made sure to say he's at everybody's neck, especially the Carolina Panthers. Good gracious. Okay, hit it. Like right now, like I'm angry. I'm, I'm just feel let down, but at the same time, hey, I'm not bitter. You know what I mean? And I know since the first day I came into this league that this day was gonna come. I've been with an organization, a great organization, for as long as I've been in the NFL, and I'm sad that for this day to come. But at the end of the day, the famous words of Nipsey, the marathon continues. Real talk. Ooh, what a feeling. There's so much on my mind right now. But I'm going to keep this shit breathing. Oh. I'm at your neck. Now, was that Cam at the end or was that Nipsey Hustle? No, that was Cam. Nipsey. R.I.P. Nip Nipsey yep. Hustle. R.I.P. Nipsey. He's gone. This was Cam. So the video went from him sounding like he was uh, talking gibberish at a Planet Fitness. He to... was on the treadmill. Okay. Then there's post-treadmill. Ah, that's what we got at the end, post-treadmill. Treadmill. So let's pull that cut, and we'll, we'll put that in our vast array of uh, other cuts that we have, right? Right, right. We're coming for somebody, maybe somewhere down the line. You remember when Tom Brady uh, would do like a call in, I think, on EEI each week? Of the, I mean, they're paying him to do it. That's why they have him do it. And Tom hung up on on the guys that time over Deflategate or one of the other things. Oh, I got that somewhere in here. I, I well, you think uh, you think Cam will go on if they? I mean, I mean, those are paid deals, and that's fine. I'm not knocking that. But do you think Cam will go on and do that? 
I think he's all about that. That sounds right up Cam's alley right there. More so you think he'll subject himself to going on uh, the Boston Sports Talk Radio like you did so courageously and talk to those guys? Because here's the thing. Even whether you want to say uh, Brady had diminished skills or not, Brady has a lot in the bank there. Yeah, he had earned a lot of goodwill. In, in New England for obvious reasons. Six Super Bowls do that. So even if he was playing it with a diminished skill set, he was not going to get, uh, you know, hammered like Cam has gotten hammered. And I really don't think Cam's gotten hammered all that much. No, people are excited. I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. You know, Boston, not necessarily the most tolerant city in the world when it comes to their sports. But uh, so far, they've been pretty excited about Cam. I Even, you were going somewhere else with no, that. No, you, no, 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 no. Do you have, um, you listening to the, uh, to the Ovia show a little much, I thought. All right, do you have, um, <laughs> do you have the Brady cut? <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> there we go. So instead of, like, I will talk to you later, Cam is going to say, I'm at your neck. I'm at your and, neck. And then hang up. Uh, ESPN reporter Diana Russini. On Sports Center, uh, says that AFC coaches have told her they don't think Cam will be QB one, and that he'll be used more as a wildcat QB. What? A head coach in the division has said, "I think they're going to keep three quarterbacks, use Cam Newton as perhaps the wild card." I actually don't see him starting Week One in this offense. I could be wrong, but I know one thing for a fact. And that's the New England Patriots love Jared Stidham. So I think that's just a really good perspective, considering the fact that I think everyone just assumes because what Cam Newton has done in the past, and we know how talented he is when he's healthy, but those in the division, at least this one head coach, doesn't fully expect Cam to be the starter week one. You need to save that whole thing. Let's put the battered 31-year-old quarterback <laughs> out there at wideout or at running back. And do wildcat plays. It makes a lot of sense. Wild. Well, now she said wild card, not wildcat. In fairness, that's what she meant. That's what she meant. What else would okay. it be? I, well, I don't know. That's a great point. That is a great point. Uh, on Ben's favorite station, the home of Ben Byram in the uh, Greater New England area, the Sports Hub. My friend, this was F- Felger and Maz. <sighs> Felger and Maz arguing over Cam Newton celebrating in New England. I think Bill's going to give him a little latitude on that one. That's what I think. I hope he doesn't. I like that about the Patriots. I like that. I like that they don't ride each other like ponies after games or after touchdowns or whatever. I like that they don't waste our time. Yeah, I don't know. This guy's a different kind of cat, though. No dice. No dice on the Superman. I bet you they allow it or I bet you. Put it this way. That I would shouldn't piss say, me off. I shouldn't say allow it because I'm not. I, I don't think Bill will quote unquote sign off on it. So wait a minute. He'll do it, though. You won't say it. I bet you do. Okay, I hope not. He'll Superman it. I hope not. He'll burst open that shirt and try to show you the yes. He'll try to show you. See, that's what you should have challenged the guys from the other show on. Ah, uh, you'll see the Supermans. <laughs> the Supermans. Uh, and then, what, what does this that was mean? St- this was Stephen Ruiz. I suppose Ruiz was um, tweet, uh, tweeting in response to, to what we just heard there between Felger and Maz. Uh, about the celebration. And then the, he put out this great video, Bill Belichick. Now, look, does New England push the envelope as far as what is allowed by the rules? Sure. Uh, is Bill Belichick cruel to the media? Yes, but who cares? 
This was a great clip. I, I kind of got fired up about this. I thought this was kind of a, a really good. Uh, this is why Belichick's Belichick right here. I, I like this cut. Play this, Ben. This is tremendous. There's nothing wrong. In fact, you should be excited when you make a play. Hell, look at all the work you've put into it. All the time that you've spent and practice of put into it and to go out there in a game competitively and execute it well and make a play you should be excited about it and your teammates should be excited too and you see when we're playing with energy and when we're playing with emotion and when we're not that's awesome that's awesome I, I, he makes a great point and it's not just uh, the examples he was showing on the on the twitter video of uh, plays in a film session i mean you could see that with any team it's interesting to watch teams, even if they're pretty good teams, are, are the guys, I mean, look, everybody doesn't have to get along, but are the guys excited to, to be there? Are they happy when they've made a play? Are they excited about winning? Intr- uh, we could do a whole show just on that 29 second clip. He's got me pumped up. I'm ready to do a Gronk spike with, spike with something right about now. I'm ready. Give me some well, spike. Bad. But that, you know what? You actually bring up a great point. I mean, Gronk was able to thrive under Bill Belichick, right? This is a guy that dented the Super Bowl trophy. Well, <laughs> why wouldn't Cam Newton, from that same standpoint, again, assuming he's healthy and can play, why wouldn't he be able to thrive? Because, I mean, there's not a bigger personality than Gronk, is there? I think the thing is, is that Cam Newton, he's kind of, he's kind of got to assume a leadership role. He's at the quarterback one position, so he's got to, he's got to be a locker room leader, and maybe not according to Diana Rossini, he's going to be the wildcat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But maybe, maybe people see it that way that he's got to be the leader of the rock locker room. He's he's falling in the footsteps of Brady, and I think they're comparing him too much to Brady in a leadership sense. Have we talked about this adequately enough this week? I think we have. I, I, I think so too. I want to shift gears to baseball next. No minor league season was announced a couple of days ago. Wade Howell is the GM of the uh, Down East Wood Ducks, and we'll talk to him next. I'm at your neck. Wake up with Clay Travis. Get home with the P-Man on Pitt County's home for sports. 94.3 The Game. Here we go. We're back. to the P-Man. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Days ago, it was announced there'll be no minor league baseball this year. Eleven different teams uh, in the state of North Carolina. We're kind of uh, one of the uh, nation's minor league 
baseball uh, havens. It's a big part of our uh, sports and uh, cultural fabric here. And for many, many years, it has been uh, in uh, Kinston in Granger Stadium, uh, now occupied by the uh, Down East Wood Ducks. And uh, it's real good to have uh, at this time uh, with us here on the phone, Wade Howe, the uh, general manager of the uh, Wood Ducks. We talked to Wade a couple of months uh, back uh, yesterday. Wade, probably not the news everybody uh, wanted, but uh, here we are. And, uh, and and I don't want to say it was unexpected, but um, the kind of the longer this thing went on, I, I remember back to our conversation a couple of months ago, it was going to get tougher to kind of to put on a minor league season. Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and Patrick, thanks for having me on. So, yeah, I, I think it was, you know, I think everybody had, had come to, you know, realize that the season wasn't going to happen on the minor league side. Uh, it just, uh, you know, kind of waited until the very end, right, before Major League Baseball teams <laughs> right. reported yeah. uh, before it was announced. But um, I, I think most teams were had, had been planning for a little while, uh, and especially seeing the health protocols and things like that, that, that Major League Baseball and the union agreed to. Those were going to be difficult to you know implement on the on the minor league side. So uh, that's a, you know a lot of that goes into to this uh, decision as well. Not that ticket sales isn't a part of uh, the the formula for MLB. That's been one of the things that the owners have contested all along. But for minor league baseball, uh, ticket sales are an extremely important part of the equation. It is really. It's I mean, it's minor league baseball is is really without. TV revenue, it's, it comes down to three streams. It's, it's ticket sales, it's concessions, and it's uh, you know merchandise uh, sponsorships in there as well. So I guess four. But uh, yeah, it, it's you know without games, obviously you, you know a lot of those things go away. That we're not providing any value for sponsors. Um, you know, there's no ticket sales. People aren't in the stadium to buy concessions, and you know most of the places that we although we do sell merchandise online. Um, you know, most of the sales, majority of the sales, I'd say probably 80 to 85% happen when people are at the games. So, yeah, without games, then a majority of, of teams are looking at zero traditional yeah. revenue coming in from, from their uh, sponsorships and the things they do. So we're all kind of looking for, you know, alternate, uh, alternative events, special events, other baseball-type things that we might be able to hold at our stadiums. We've got uh, Downey's Wood Ducks general manager, uh, Wade Howe, on the phone with us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, It's interesting, uh, you you mentioned the sort of other things you could do. There was that great event uh, last weekend uh, with uh, the seniors from around the different high schools kind of being sent off in a a final senior send-off game. I thought that was a really cool idea. Uh, The games, especially that last one, were really crazy and and something I'm sure everybody will always kind of remember. But when you look at, uh, you know, how – you all can do some different things over the coming months. Have you guys sort of started that? Have you maybe even started some thinking about what next year may look like? Yeah, we have. I, I think, you know, as we, we, we tried to hold the you know stadium and our, our dates open as long as we could for our season, uh, if that was going to happen. But as we did, we started getting approached from, you know, the summer baseball showcase uh, tournament that generally happened uh, at college campuses, small mm-hmm. college campuses, or even, uh, you know, fields and recreational departments, but due to NCA restrictions about access to facilities or cities not opening their, their fields with rec department. Uh, you know, we have a stadium that's available. We're used to holding games and, and those showcases have come our way this year. Uh, they probably won't in future years. We won't need them as much as we do this year and, and they'll be able to go back to their, their other uh, places that they traditionally play that may be better pits for them as well. But 
so we've done those, but you know, it's forcing, I guess the, the, the thing, if you try to, you know, any business right now that's, you know, having to change the way they operate because of the pandemic or closures with reopening things and stuff in the state, you know, you try to start learning from that and things that you could do that maybe can benefit you in future years. Um, that's what we're trying to do as well. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we run baseball games at the heart of it. We're pretty simple. So we're not going to get too right. far outside the right. box yeah. there, but you know, I, I think we're, we're working with some other companies on, we have some team camps going on right now at Granger stadium, which takes the traditional sort of, you know, teams being able to play in the stadium, but also mixes in the analytical data side that, you know, 14, 15, 16 year olds may not be getting into that much. But if they want to continue at college, they want to continue at Major League Baseball, you know, that's the way then the direction that's going. So I think we can do those things that are a little bit different from the traditional showcases there. The kids that want to come play games but also be able to get, you know, what their bat speed is and their exit velocity and how long their bat is staying in the plane and all those things that, that the, you know, the tech stuff that you get with baseball and analytics now. So I think we may be able to, to stay in that, you know, at certain events there, differentiate, differentiate ourselves uh, when we get back to regular baseball in 21 um, and be able to even work in players that will be on side at that point, which they're not right now. So uh, I guess that's what we're trying to take away from that and what we can do and, and um, you know, and kind of work into our season for future years. But this year helps us pay salaries and keep people on, on board yeah. and not have to furlough people. Uh, and and there's some other you know uh, franchises and not knocking them, but I mean there's some other uh, minor league franchises even in the Carolina League who, who have not been able to have that luxury. So uh, that's that's certainly commendable uh, on your part and the ownership's part as well. We've got uh, the GM Wade Howe with us for the Down East Wood Ducks. Speaking of the ownership, um, and a lot of this predates you, but I, but I, I you know I knowing you, I, I think you're a pretty uh, you know uh, uh, you know cut and dry guy in a sense. Uh, you know, if this had happened, God forbid, uh, years ago, uh, and this is not, again, taking a shot at anybody, but, you know, under the, the former ownership structure, uh, there might not be baseball in Kinston next year. Uh, you know, that's that's one thing about the Rangers owning the team. And, again, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, speak disparagingly about anybody. But that's just kind of a reality. Yeah, I, I it every, you know, every situation is a little bit different. So you just don't know. I mean, it's, it could be the case. Uh, although, uh, you know, former ownership group there, I think was pretty committed to, you know, to staying here. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and I'm not yeah. saying that I'm just saying that the economics yeah. of the situation, sure. the ownership situation now for, for your franchise is a lot better off, uh, to, to, kind of make its way through something like this than it than it would have been previously and again that's not a knock yeah. on anybody it's just that's that's a fact yeah i mean the rangers are in the baseball business so that's the great thing about it we own the hickory team as well one of the 11 teams you mentioned so uh the rangers are always going to need affiliates at the at these levels um so like you were saying previous other ownership groups and guys that own teams aren't necessarily in the baseball business where you've got to have affiliates that eventually yeah. you know, develop kids and, and get about to be, you know, Rangers, the future major league baseball players uh, at that level. So, yeah, so we're never, we're never going to not need <laughs> right. minor league teams. Um, and, you know, I think we had, we, we had some experiences where 
you know, we, we had pretty good situations where we were and lost our affiliates, not owning the team and having long-term agreements right. with the city. Right. Um, and got put into situations that were less desirable than, than what we were in. Um, so that kind of started this, this, uh, I guess the exploring owning teams, you own teams, you lock in a 15 year lease with a city like, we, you know, like we have, yeah. uh, you have some stability and you can, you can use that to build sponsorships and partnerships and relationships in the media because you need a baseball team. You got a long-term lease. People know you're going to be here and you can be an integral part of, you know, economic impact to the city and the region. And people, I think, didn't get to trust that because there is, there is that, I think some still, even through this, some just because the, the team lost or the city lost the team before, I think you know people that will ask every once in a while, like, do you, do you think you are going to be fine? Do you think you are going to leave? And with the you know in Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball, the talk of contracting some teams as well. Um, so I think there was concern. I think the ownership puts some of those some of those concerns. You know, puts people at ease because if not then, yeah, there, there might be some real concern about even as we move into next year and there could be some contraction that, that Kinston could lose the team. Yeah, so, yeah. But not not the case with Major League Baseball owning <laughs> owning right. um, a Major League Baseball team owning the team here See, now. This, this is why Wade's the GM. He very eloquently put what I was trying to say much better than, than, the, than the broadcaster did. So, uh, Wade, you've always, got, you've always got this career to fall back on if you, if you need to. No, I, don't, I, I, I ramble way too much. So I, uh, I'm good at filling time for people, but then that also can be annoying for listeners. No, no, it's, it's great. Um, uh, Down East Wood Ducks general manager Wade Owls with us. Hey, uh, let me ask you uh, about that. Uh, w- when we do resume minor league baseball uh it is in a lot of parts of the country going to look a lot different isn't it it is unfortunately you know 2020 was going to be the last the last season in this current agreement between major league baseball and minor league baseball and you know the the, the word kind of came out at the winter meetings back at the end of 2019 about contraction and things like that so there were teams going into 2020 you know having their their name being mentioned as maybe on that contraction list i don't know what will happen and again the like you were talking about before with previous ownership groups here you know there are ownership groups now out there that the loss of a season even if they were able to get you know some payroll protection money and do some mm-hmm. other things that mm-hmm. can help keep the team going you know might end up seriously being you know affected as we move forward uh, where they're looking to sell ownership or whatever ownership their you know their affiliate rights or own, sell their their franchise uh, but contraction is is going to change the face of minor league baseball for a lot of teams unfortunately you know they their last game was at the end of 2019 and you know not really un- knowing that at that time because contraction wasn't really talked about and we never none of us thought we were going to lose 2020 season so um, yeah it'll be It'll be a different. It's going to be a different look if if what is being talked about happens. You know, go down from 162 teams down to 120 teams. There could be massive realignment. Some of the teams in Carolina that that uh, aren't in the same conference or league could be in the mm-hmm. same conference or league if because mm-hmm. they've talked about some of the you know uh, realignment based on easier and better travel, um, which is good for good for everybody involved. Uh, but all those things are just you know things that are will be discussed at, at that level, the Major League Baseball and, and, uh, and Minor League Baseball level, and eventually we'll we'll start hearing about those things probably come fall, I guess, of, yeah. of what's going to shake out. Um, Wade, as far as, you know, I think last time we talked to you, it was the day of, uh, 
ECU UNCW was supposed to be taking place there. Yep. Uh, any hope to renew that game uh, in 2021? I mean, I know there's a lot of uncertainty now, but I, I imagine that's on a, a, a white marker board somewhere as, as a possibility or trying to maybe get an ECU game or two there a year. Yeah, would love to. I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, college athletics has a, a number of issues as well as they head back to fall and trying to get football going. Uh, but uh, hopefully everything there goes well. You know, campuses open up and football gets going. Athletic departments are bringing revenue in to fund all the other sports that, you know, football tickets and TV contracts, you know, help fund a whole lot. And a lot of that is baseball programs for a lot of teams. So uh, I know ECU is strong on that side. UNCW doesn't necessarily have the football side to fund the, the other sports there. But uh, so overall, hopefully we'll be in the everything will be good and we'll we'll be able to resume those talks when they get going on their athletic departments uh, and planning for 2021. We'd love to. We we hoped that doing it this year would kind of start an annual thing for us. Um, I don't, you know, we haven't had any discussions lately just because it, there's, you know, everything so uncertain yeah, on the college right. athletic side right, right now. But um, yeah, I, I hope that we can have it. I mean, we missed out on that this year and it was, it was something that we felt like was going to be Probably one of our, even outside the Wood Ducks, may have been the biggest baseball game that we had and uh, one that people were going to really be looking forward to here. Uh, so I hope that we'll be able to, to get that scheduled again for 2021 and then kind of keep scheduling that for future years. No, I, I, and, and of course, uh, there's been the event between Navy and Air Force. I mean, I, I think that's, uh, that would be really viewed very well to, to play you know, some college games there. Uh, I, I think a lot of folks... A lot of fans uh, would love to have teams come and play there, and it would be a good situation uh, financially for everybody involved. Hey, uh, thank you for a few minutes here, uh, and uh, know you're pressing ahead to 2021, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you down the road. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Patrick. Downey's Wood Ducks GM Wade Howe there. Hayes Permar, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, a tradition unlike any other. Permar. Handicapping the hot dog eating contest next. Stay tuned for more of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Pitt County's home for sports. Patrick Johnson. For a guy who thinks he's cool, you're sure no fun. This is the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. It is a tradition unlike any other. It is the previewing of the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest uh, for July 4th. It's uh, become an annual staple of uh, broadcast. Hayes Permar from Sports Channel 8 filling in, uh, doing excellent, I might add, this week uh, on the Adam Gold Show, which you hear right here uh, 12 to 3. You'll hear him again tomorrow uh, as he wraps up the week. Uh, Hayes Permar. From Sports Channel 8, Permar on sports, Permar on hot dog eating. How are you? It's back, Permar on sports. I feel like the proper way to come into the segment would be with a huge belch, uh, Patrick Johnson, <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't conjure one up. 
That's yeah, well, you ain't, I was never one of those kids that could make myself burp back in the day. Could you do that no, as a kid? No, I, I didn't have that talent. Hey, Hayes, I didn't have a whole lot of talents, thus the reason I'm in radio. That's but, why we're doing what we do. Exactly. Obviously, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, it took me a long time to learn to whistle, snapping, eh, but I could tie my shoe. I was like one of the best shoe tires in kindergarten. Nah, well done, and I can't believe you remember that. And I'm sure you bragged about it then, as you do now. You, I just did. I just did. <laughs> all right, uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. First of all, Sports Channel 8 and Hayes Permar. I've said this. I will continue to say it. The finest and, and best radio show you will ever hear uh, on our uh, station up there in, in Raleigh, our friends, 99.9 The Fan. Uh, I love it. It will be coming back at the uh, end of August. The question will be, what comes back first? Sports Channel 8, the radio show, or schools in North Carolina? Hayes Permar, what's the answer to that one? Ooh, right now, it's got, you got to think Sports Channel 8, the radio show. <laughs> Although, if, if schools do come back, I guess they might try and do the college thing and come back a little bit early, like on the warmer side. I, I don't know, man. Any, anybody who's claiming that they uh, know for sure what's going to happen with schools, we're probably a month ago were claiming that they could get you a million masks from China overnight too. So do not trust these people if they tell you that they have a hundred percent answers. It, it, I know that we only like to have fun here, but I will say uh, partly because my sister is one of the people who chimes in with these opinions. She's a doctor and epidemiologist and it, it's hard to have right answers on these things, Patrick. So I, I ask for grace for all of our leaders um, as they try to make the right decisions. We've gotten them to the point where there seemed to be consensus on some things, Definitely wearing masks when you're around other people are helpful. But whether or not to send kids back to school, man, I don't wish making that decision Ooh, on anyone. No. seems like there's a lot. It's fraught with peril on both sides. And so a lot of people are going to be mad uh, either way it goes. So I just hope for the best. Be kind to your neighbors and uh, keep those who have to make those decisions in your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, that's, it's, it's not going it, to be an easy decision, and you're going to uh, piss people off. However, yeah, you yeah. I mean, that's just that's the way it is. So I, I I think the thing is just go ahead and make a decision and be flexible, but live with Plan it. For it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, just be, make a decision. I think that's the frustration. All right, yeah. uh, Hayes Permar with us here. How's married life? Hayes Permar got married. Uh, how is been married been, life? Been married a month. I hate that question, Patrick, because I feel like if you if you don't say ah, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's been the most amazing month of my life. I never knew life could be like this then people would think that you're exaggerating and covering up or something. And if you say, eh, yeah, it's fine. Then they think, Oh my God, I can't believe you married this for you. Clearly you're not into it. So there's no good answer. Uh, but I promise you, I am happy enjoying it and love married life more than not married life. I was inspired by you. Like, like in right. I followed you in radio. I followed you in marriage. I just, I'm trying to be like Patrick Johnson. Don't do that. Hayes. It's a terrible mistake. Uh, and, and you have, if you are following me, you've actually exceeded anything I would ever do. I will say that. Well, so. I won't follow you in facial hair. That's for sure. Hayes <laughs> Permar is with us here. The thing about married life is the first few months, Hayes, it doesn't, everything's still the same. Uh, but let me tell you this, about two years into this, all things are a changing, buddy. So you've got that coming down the road a little oh, bit. Hold on. You haven't been married two years. You were engaged for like 15 years. I you was. just got married two months ago. There's no way you've been married two years. <laughs> Believe it or not, we all have right. been. Yeah. And uh, and about about uh, about a year and a half in, things start to, to, to slowly uh, change a, a bit. So there you go. Sure. So maybe I should maybe just keep going. I, I'd like to see what kind of trouble you could talk yourself into. <laughs> on the Thankfully, uh, my wife is not a fan of uh, of sports, so there you go. 
That's that that gives me the break on the show. You know, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because mine isn't either, and I'm pretty sure she never listens to the show. But somehow, every time I say something about her, she either happens to be listening or it finds its way to her. So yeah. I still got to be careful about what I say on the air. This conversation right now will be heard in Greenville, 100 miles away from where she lives, and somehow she'll know that I talked about it on the radio. Yeah, well, that we do have that reach. Uh, it's Hayes Perlmar with us. How are the guys from Sports? Now, well, let me say this. Every Wednesday night, uh, Sports Channel 8 is uh, living on uh, Twitter and Facebook with uh, a live uh, game show. Is that right? Tell the people about that. Are you going to have one next week, or is it a holiday well, week? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm not sure if we're going to take Fourth of July week off like everyone else in the world. It, 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 it's kind of felt like we've been on vacation for three months. Right. It's hard to actually um, feel like it's worth it's worth taking vacation. So um, I will let you know Wednesday at eight thirty if we will have a show Wednesday at nine. Uh, but plan on it most Wednesdays at nine o'clock we have a lot of fun uh just doing it's, it's technically a game show but it's really just sort of a 30 minute radio bit with uh, some structure to it so we have fun all right so where can people see this on most Wednesday nights usually it's, uh, it's on the 99.9 the fan Facebook and Twitter pages but we also post it on sports channel 8 at sports channel 8 on Twitter is the best place to check it out all right Hayes Permar with us uh sports channel 8 how are the other guys on sports channel 8 doing with their their summer I thought vacation. we were talking hot dogs. What, no, what, what is uh, going on? Hayes, <laughs> Hayes your, your hot dog analysis is so thin. We're doing the uh, guest chat that's segment smart. now. That's, right. that's we're smart. Doing the, that's smart. Yeah, that's Everyone's a Everyone's doing play. well. Uh, you know, the golf games are looking good. Everybody seems to score better uh, in Sports Channel 8 at golf when no one else is playing with them. It's amazing how it works like that. We all get together and, we, and everybody shoots 95, but anytime anybody plays by themselves, they happen to shoot an 85. So it, the the layoff is working wonder for our, our golf game right now. Um, we are excited about being back on the air, but you know, every most days of the week, I'm like, I I'm okay with not having to come up with two hours of sports radio today. So we'll be excited when we're back. We love guest hosting when we get the opportunity, but yeah, we're taking advantage of some time away. No, I understand. All right, now to the reason we have you on the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. This started years ago on Raleigh Radio. During the per, the uh, infamous Permar on Sports radio segment, uh, Hayes would handicap uh, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for us uh, each year around July 4th. Of course, the 2020 version is taking place, uh, and it'll be, uh, I guess, on ESPN again on, uh, I think, 1220 on, on Saturday. Now, they're yep. betting on that New Jersey has allowed action on this. Did you see that, at least, Hayes? Uh- Oh, yeah. I mean, as we should expect, there will be more betting in more places on more things uh, every year. This will continue to grow and that's become legal. So, um, And a hot dog contest is one of those things that, you know, it, it's, it's not worth a guy making $10 million in the NFL, you know, trying to get in good with some wise guys to, to throw an advantage. You know, you, you could make more money playing it straight and getting endorsements. If you're a competitive eater, I could definitely see somebody who's an inside job looking for that one big payday and then get out of the sport. Who cares if they find out? You know, as long as the feds don't get involved, you're okay. But fixing a hot dog uh, match, I mean, that's something something I would do if if presented the opportunity, to be honest. So uh, I would be – don't be surprised if we have some odd results uh, somewhere in the contest. Okay. Do you think without a crowd present – that that will inf- influence the competitive eaters. So, I, I, as you mentioned, uh, the, you know, like many other sporting events, we had to wonder: Will the Nathan's hot dog 
eating contest be canceled. But not only is it being held without spectators, I don't think that will have that big of an impact. I don't know how much crowd noise affects, um, you know, your gullet per se, but it's going to be indoors. That means it's going to be air conditioned. Uh huh. Temperature is something I think affects how much and how quickly I can eat. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's actually going to press the numbers up a little bit. I think Joey Chestnut hit his high of 74 in 2018. He had 71 last year. And the over-under right now is hovering around 72 and a half. I'm hammering that over. I think air conditioning is going to allow him to get the sweat out of there, or at least get the temperature sweats out. The meat sweats will be the only sweats you have to worry about. The, the humidity sweats are out. With meat sweats alone, I think Jeff, Joey Chestnut can crush it. I mean, I don't think we can see anything crazy like 80, right. but I think he's well going over the 72 and a half and might even challenge the 74 that he did in 2018. This is the best analysis you've ever done of the in this segment, by the way, in the history of it, uh, the illustrious wow, history man. of it. Hayes Permar from Sports Channel 8, handicapping as he does every year the Nathan's hot dog eating contest for us. All right, who are the who are the competitive etors that could give Chestnut a run, or is there anybody? Uh, you know, it, I actually specifically booked Mike Golick Mike Golick Jr. from yes. uh, Golick and Wingo on ESPN today. He said he wanted to do Thursday. I said no, 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 no. Patrick Johnson has told me that we I've got to go on his show Thursday, so I need to talk to you before I talk to him. <laughs> So that I can get good information from you. And he has assured me that it is Joey Chestnut versus history. If you're going to take anybody, I mean, Matt Stoney was the last guy not named Joey Chestnut to win, and he's still on the field. So, look, if you want to take a flyer on Matt Stoney, go for it. But it is Joey Chestnut versus history. On the on the women's side, it's been Mickey Sudo just all over. Now, she's a little bit more inconsistent. Last year, she won with only 31. Mm-hmm. Maybe the competition wasn't pushing her enough. Um, but I uh, I expect her to uh, take advantage of the uh, indoor temps as well. But now, if you if you force me to name another guy that could win it, I'm going to go with the only other guy that not named Joey Chestnut, who's won in the last five years, Matt Stoney. But now it's it's Chestnut versus Chestnut when it comes to July 4th. He owns this set. He's like. Uh, um, Rafael Nadal on clay. It's just, it, this is his event. When it's hot dogs in Coney Island, the 4th of July, you know that it's going to be chestnut. By golly, yes. Okay, so did they do a 30 for 30 on the competitive eating world? If it wasn't a full one, it may be one of those like Shorts, mini ones. Yeah. And it was actually kind of, uh, it was interesting because uh, I did not know the backstory on sort of Kobayashi and the falling out of the international uh, eating federation and the different leagues that sanction things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I found it to be a pretty good watch. Again, I don't, I don't even think it was a maybe it was only an hour, or maybe it was a half an hour one, or, or like something. an E sixty thing, maybe. Yeah, something like that. But it was uh, Kobayashi. I mean, and it was partly he got painted as like you know, it's it's almost like the things we do back in the day, where like you need somebody to be the bad guy. So it's almost like they went professional wrestling. Like, all right, let's just pick the. Uh, the Asian guy, give him, make him look like the bad dude, you know, tell him he's a killer ninja. Right. He's coming in to, to, to kill eagles, you know, spray paint the uh, Statue of Liberty and take the head of Joey Chestnut out with him. And so he got, you know, made out to be this bad guy and it really kind of hurt him as a person. He didn't want to do that. So it, uh-huh. it was kind of, as much as we have fun with this, and it should be totally for fun and silly. Uh, and you, you forget sometimes that real people are playing the parts uh, of the 
the guy who's getting, you know, who's being made out to be the enemy. So it was interesting in that light. Uh, and I would understand why Tobiashi is not as interested in participating in war as he, as he might have been. Unlike us, a live edition tomorrow of the Adam Gold Show hosted by Hayes Permar to wrap up a, a glorious week of guest hosting for AG. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Sports Channel 8, the, uh, I think the game show is what it's called. It will be uh, every Wednesday, uh, yep. with, the, with the exception of maybe this upcoming, every Wednesday uh, via the 99.9 The Fan Twitter page and Facebook page, 9 o'clock every Wednesday night. It's a lot of fun. It, and, except for the Wednesdays that we're not on. Those, those right. Wednesdays, yeah, every Wednesday except the ones we're not. And I should say, I don't want to disappoint people Friday. We will have a live show. But it might just be playing Hamilton. We might just air Hamilton live. I mean, it comes out on Disney Plus that day. Right. And we might just turn it on from, from noon to three. You might just get a three-hour Hamilton the Musical sing-along on the Adam Gold Show. I, I don't know. I can't promise that that will happen. Patrick. I think that would be fun. I think that would be great. I, I at least hope you bed back with some Hamilton, uh, at least. Uh, we, uh, you can bet we will only bump back with Hamilton on uh, on Hamilton release day. I like that. All right. Uh, and then don't forget, the gang from Sports Channel 8 will return at the end of August to uh, a radio yeah, dial near you. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. August 31st, I think, is a Monday. And then, yeah, we're off and rolling in September, October, November for hopefully what will be a banger fall sports season. Hey, Hayes, thanks a lot for this great analysis. Anytime. I forget what I was analyzing, but I know I did a great job. <laughs> well, you did. Hayes Permar, Sports Channel 8. Ben Byram and I will wrap it up before we head on vacay. Next. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Like us on 94.3 The Game's Facebook page for breaking sports news, pictures, and videos, programming alerts, and the latest from the ECU Pirates. The Patrick Johnson Show. He's the perfect stud muffin. He's a menace to society. Every weekday at 5 on 94.3 The Game. Ben and I are uh, going to be on a little vacay, a little company holiday tomorrow. Best of. Uh, what will that include, you uh, may ask? We'll have uh, Blake Harrell, defensive coordinator for ECU, Chip Carey. Uh, a little bit of the Snoop Wallace interview from May, and uh, who knows what else. So uh, Ben will be hosting Best of tomorrow. And uh, then next week, Ben, we're going to do something a little different. We've always, I've always felt it was important, especially as we've built an audience with this show, to have... You know, some some form of uh, representation with the Best Of show, because a lot of shows do that. Uh, but because we are both going to be away next week on holiday, uh, we're just going to play the third hour of Cowherd next week. See how that goes. But, uh, hey, the big thing this weekend coming up, and Ben, you know this, and I know this, is uh, we're in an imperfect uh, nation. But it's the greatest nation on earth, and you should really celebrate that this weekend. Things aren't always perfect. They're not meant to be. And uh, this is a great country, and it should be honored this uh, weekend. And I hope it will be, uh, and I pray it will be. And uh, look, we're, we're, we, have, we have great freedoms in this country, freedom to kind of do what we do here every day. And uh, I certainly hope everyone uh, thinks of that and remembers that uh, during this upcoming week and during the upcoming holiday, even though there will be a hot dog eating contest on, which you got great analysis for just a few minutes ago. Uh, ben, great job. Safe travels to you, my friend. And uh, 
we'll catch you in a in a week same to you same to you yeah much deserved break well, it, we all need one. I'm disconnecting. I will say this. We, we haven't announced this. We probably should have waited to the last segment of the show to announce this. But we are having next week, or excuse me, when we return on the 13th, Mike Houston will be our first guest when we come back. We're coming back with a bang there. We are. Mike Houston will be uh, our guest, ECU football coach. We'll have uh, an extended conversation with him. So uh, the head coach of the Football Pirates, Mike Houston, a week into uh, things with everybody back on uh, campus as far as football goes. Uh, We're looking forward to that when we rejoin you with fresh programming, live programming on the uh, 13th of July. Until then, uh, we hope you have a wonderful Independence Day holiday. We will see you down the road. You see, my God.